Alright, let's get to it. We're back. Here we are. Sorry we're taking a week off. Me and Vinny are very busy people outside this podcast. That's right. We have normal lives, just like you. We have to make money. We have to pay our bills. So we can do this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other real life bullshit things. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. This is episode number five of Fan Speculation. And we got a stacked episode for you today. We have a lot to talk about. So we obviously missed last week with the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, episode five. We'll talk a little bit about that. But we're going to be talking about episode six mainly of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or should I say, spoilers, if you haven't seen the other episode. If you're listening to this, you should watch it. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you have not seen episode six of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you you should pause this, watch that episode, then come back. The whole time we were talking, you should have turned this off. Yeah, you should have. Because it revealed it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That is correct. So, as we saw from... let's We're just going to get right into it. As we saw from the beginning of this episode, Sam Wilson is now Captain America. That's right. That's right. Love it. Absolutely love it. I we do, have, too. We have a bald eagle. We have a bald... <laughs> and he's literally bald. And we, got, we, got a, we got a black Captain America. Hell yeah. We got Sam Wilson. You know... The whole time in this show, you kind of thought, who was going to hold that shield? Was it going to be mm-hmm. Bucky? Mm-hmm. Was it going to be Sam? Well, you know what? The whole time, the whole time, the show kind of made Sam. They showed us that Sam was worthy to wield the shield. And for some reason, he didn't think he was. Yeah. He just felt like he couldn't live up to Cap's standards. He found himself. But he did. It was. It was a journey of him finding himself saying that he is worthy, and this mm-hmm. is why Steve Rogers chose him. And Bucky even talked with Steve Rogers. If we saw in episode five that he's like, you know, when Steve and I talked about you wielding the shield, we didn't think about the implications of, of a black man being Captain America. No. Yeah. Because they don't see, you know... The I guess the struggles that black people go through, yeah. or the kind of just the hate. Not not for nothing, but Mar- you know Marvel and Disney would never show how it actually was in the fifties. I mean, no. You know, well, but, actually, the forties because they were you know they were together in World War II. But II. I think something you know I think something a lot of people were really worried about this show was it being overly politicized, and we kind of saw things little yeah, li- the, little the things ending, of that. Yeah, the ending was was political and there was an agenda but the agenda's right uh, that's the that's the thing though is that you know, like throughout you, the time i was because i was concerned about that too for as much as you know whatever side disney may be i think they realize that you know they know at the end of the day that people come to watch these shows and these movies because everybody loves these mm-hmm. all people of all different races and and genders mm-hmm. and and sizes of but people listen, love Dis- these shows disney did Disney did an agenda, but they did it. They did the right agenda. You know, they picked being a good person. Yes, and as an agenda, that's what I loved about this. Is yeah. that again this? Because we're going to be jumping around here a little bit, but you know, we we learned about the struggles of Isaiah Bradley, and pretty much he did the exact same thing that Steve Rogers did in Val- uh, Captain America: the first the first Avenger, saved a whole group of troops, mm-hmm. and he got reprimanded for it. Yep, like that is so fucked up. Steve Rogers does it, and he's and Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, that won't be necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, Isaiah Bradley is the same thing. It's it's you know, obviously it's because he was a black man trying to be Captain America. Mm-hmm. So and that's in the comics too. Cap- Isaiah Bradley tries to be Captain. Oh, I don't know, but tries to be. But at least he tries tries to do the right thing. Yeah, and he gets hurt for it. And all the prisoners that Isaiah Bradley saved were 
super soldier experiments. Um, yeah, I think almost all of them had a super soldier See? serum. He did what Captain Rogers did, mm-hmm. but like at a much higher risk reward scenario. Like if if the enemy took our super, the super soldiers from America and remade their own ones. I mean, hey, Hydra, Hydra did get Isaiah Bradley, though. We, we learned yeah. about that. Hydra did experiment on Isaiah Bradley mm-hmm. because the, the doctor, Dr. Nagel, I believe, the guy who, who perfected the super soldier serum, he was able to, because he said he was working for Hydra and the whole thing, and then once Hydra was exposed. That was exposed, the guy in the trailer, right? Yeah. Once, he was, once they were exposed by S.H.I.E.L.D., the CIA picked him up, and then he disappeared for five years, and then the whole yeah. thing was that guy's whole- debunked. That guy's whole character lasted thirty seconds of film time. Yeah, the scientist. Yeah, but it was it was very important to learn about you know where the super soldier serum came from. So, mainly trying to get back on the whole thing of episode six. So, we see uh, uh, we see Bucky going go to the that building. The I don't know if it's the the GRC building or something. It's where the GRC members are having this this meeting of what they're going to do, where they're going to put these quote-unquote refugees and trying to, you know, they have the power to help people, but they're not really helping people. They just say they're helping people, and that's why people like Carly Morgenthau are, have this group called the Flag Smashers where, like, you know, they're not doing enough, even though she may be going certain things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But you cut to the beginning of this episode, and in comes the shield flying in, and in comes Sam as Captain America. I'm watching this episode. I'm I freak out. I'm like, yes, that is just like how he looks in the comics. And my girlfriend's looking at me just like, okay, that's great. Just watch the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but me being a nerd, I freaked out. But it is if if you know what I'm talking about, you look up a picture of Sam Wilson as Captain America in the comics, and then you look at his his costume in this show. It's it's identical, yep. and it was so cool to see him come alive as Captain yeah. America. It's like Captain America in its final form, which is is it, that's exactly what it is. But mm-hmm. it's like it's the perfect mix of the. It's dude, he's Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah, they even reference that in the show. When did the government make you Captain America? Are you Captain Falcon now? Falcon, punch! <laughs> <laughs> just, just waiting on that shit. But, but it's, but it's fucking cool, you know. That what was it? Like, what was in the case that Bucky gave him episode five was, uh, was that suit? And now he's got vibranium wings. The the shield magnetically attaches. Wait, the wings are vibranium. The wings are vibranium, dude. The case is from Wakanda. The, wing, uh, yeah, 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 the okay, wings fine. can't not be vibranium. Yeah, you're right. So and he's got like a magnetic thing on the back of, on his back, just like Cap, uh, Steve Rogers did when he would uh, have his shield on his back. You know, it would be magnetically attached to it. Um, so that there's that there that when he saved that one person from the helicopter and he's at whatever bridge he's on in the city, you know, he shields himself and the person yeah. with the shield. Yeah, you're and right. You're right. The little I think I, I, yeah, it was a helicopter. The little bing, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. falls right off of him. So that was really awesome. You know, he he trained like crazy. The fight with Backtrack was amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. I thought it was funny how Carly was trying to, what it seemed like Carly was trying to get Bucky on her side, but really she was just trying to distract him. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you ever fought for anything bigger than yourself, Sergeant uh, Mr. Barnes? Yep, you know, just not... <laughs> you know, the whole time I was brainwashed, no big deal. Or or how about the whole, you know, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, you know, mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War. Yeah, you know, just definitely not for himself, right? No. Nope. <laughs> It's fucking Carly. Uh, you know, we uh, her whole thing was they were trying to get people out 
Um, one thing I thought was very interesting with the weapons that some of them are using, like the the little oh the, the, the spider lock, yeah, the spider lock thing, and then like the the uh, the little little green smoke bombs. Tell me, I'm not the only one who thought these things could have been from Oscorp. Yeah, right. Oh my god, a lot of a lot of like spider themed things. Like those little mechanical things could that that possibly could have been developed by maybe Otto Octavius mm-hmm. on those smoke bombs because they're very reminiscent. They look they look very similar to the Green Goblin bombs in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man uh, movies. That could be from Oscorp. That could potentially be who Sharon Carter was talking to in the after credits scene. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So. It's Sharon Carter, it's Bucky Barnes, it's, it's Sam Wilson, Captain America, all trying to make sure these people... Carly's trying to capture these people, and she's trying to kill them, but they're all like, wait, what? Like, even if we die, the movement will still on. Like, I don't want to die. All the flag managers just like, yo, what the, what the fuck's going on with this girl? It's just like, mm-hmm. one world. And they're oh, all, yeah, they're and, all like and they're very hesitant to sit repeat to repeat after her. One world, one people. She's like yeah. one world. Well, what one people? One people. Yeah, yeah like yeah. they're afraid of her. Now. Yeah, they're afraid of her. She and Zemo's right. She she went mad with power. Mm-hmm. She went mad with power, and she lost sight of what she was really trying to do. And then in come we see John Walker, and he's trying to come in like Morgenthau. Mm-hmm. Let's finish this. And she's. I like, thought he was going to be a villain. Like, I mean, I thought he was like, you know, like Bucky and Sam were going to have to fight him and the Flag Smashers at some point, mm-hmm. you know? And he's just like, I'm sorry about your friend. I didn't want to kill anybody. It didn't matter. I'm like, way to choose your words there, Carly. You killed his best friend and you're trying to say his life doesn't matter. Yep. Lamar's life didn't matter. And he's every right to be pissed yeah, off, yeah, John Walker, on. you know? But in the end, though, you know, instead of going for revenge... John Walker actually helped Sam and Bucky, and he saved those people. So John Walker actually had a really nice redemption story in this episode, and I really enjoyed that. You know, you see, mm-hmm. you see them going after the the um, you see them going after the Flag Smashers and Carly inside the tunnel. Walker, Bucky, and Sam. Walker and Bucky go one way, and Sam's trying to go after Carly, and then Carly's looking for one. Uh, she hears her little whistle, the <laughs> down the uh, in the. In the in the tunnels, and she's like, and she's calling out for one of her, who she thinks is one of her Flag Smasher companions, and it's Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. And in this little conversation, we learn Sharon Carter's the power broker, mm-hmm. which I didn't think she was going to be. But at this point, with as many episodes, I didn't think she was going to have this big of a role. I didn't think so either. But at the same time, as the show progressed, I'm just like, the power broker's probably going to be Sharon because we're learning less and less about the power broker. And I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast before, but there were a lot of reshoots and re-edits on this show. Oh, really? Because the original concept of this show was supposed to be like a biological virus was going around and it was going to be killing people. And Really? Yeah. It, it, in concept, like it probably would have been a really good idea, but I think because of COVID, they felt it might be a little too close to home and maybe just it would have rubbed people the wrong way. So that's why they had to do these reshoots yeah. and re-edits. So, like, so fair play to that. That makes sense. Fair play to that, you know. And the lady who played Donya Madoni, the, the Carly's mother figure, mm-hmm. apparently she was supposed to have a bigger role, but, and supposedly... She only had, like, a couple of scenes and she was in a hospital bed. I mean, she was pretty much, you know, there when she died and there when at her funeral. That's pretty much it. I feel like she probably was going to have a bigger role because apparently she's been in some pretty interesting stuff. I don't remember her 
her whole thing or the other shows, but she's played notable characters on other shows. So to have a reasonably well-known actor and then kind of like sideline their role, I think she probably would have died of this potential biological virus and then they changed it to tuberculosis in the in the edits. So, yeah, Sharon Carter. I feel like tuberculosis is like a fucking like you only died from tuberculosis, and you were, you were from the old west. Yeah, I mean Arthur Morgan. People still die from that. I, guess, I don't know. If I guess so, right? I mean, I guess if you don't have the shots for it, then yeah, you could die of tuberculosis. I mean, how do you even get tuberculosis? I have no fucking clue. CJ, I thought you knew this. I don't know. I don't know this. Oh, I, I mean, I work for a university that studies in science and disease and all that, but I don't know who's studying tuberculosis. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's like the fucking uh, smallpox. Who the fuck gets smallpox anymore? Yeah, you're right. Like we have vaccinations for all that, so it's very rare if you die of these of these diseases. Anyway, so it's we reveal Sharon's the power broker. Now, were you at all surprised that it was Sharon Carter? Because I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't surprised too. I kind of saw it coming because she was like been coordinating stuff the whole the whole show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, she kind of said that you know she said she was working for the power broker at, at the beginning, right? Or she kind of hinted at that she like no she was never in the she never said she was working for the power broker, but she but there was definitely some kind of connection. Yeah, she's clearly like a fucking underboss. Like we we all speculated that she probably works for the power broker and, you know, probably something to that effect. But, you know, I felt with the way things were going, it just kind of didn't make too much sense as to why she became the power broker. And to be honest, I don't think we're going to get much more explanation. I think it's just like, hey, she's the power broker. She's the power broker. So don't try and ask for any explanation as to, well, why did she become? It's some things are better left unasked and unsaid. Yeah. Yeah. She obviously become a force to reckon with. And now that she's pardoned by the U.S., she is going to be working from within to try and get her hands on whatever government properties or weapons or secrets she can get her hands on as, you know, when we see her again. So Bucky and John Walker, they are able to capture the Flag Smashers using their own app. And then John Walker quotes Abraham Lincoln. Bucky's like, yeah, it's a cool app. Mm-hmm. And then you even see Bucky going to to John Walker. Really, Lincoln? He's like, great man, great quote. Not when you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we see Sharon Carter ends up killing Backtruck, who she hired to help the Flag Smashers. You know, she's like, you'll pay. He'll like you. You're gonna pay me four times as much as you said you'd pay me. I don't do blackmail. Boom, 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 and just yeah, shoots him. Yeah, yeah. Carly shoots Sam. Sorry, Carly shoots uh, Sharon. Sam and Carly have a fight, and yep. Sam won't fight her back. He's he's still trying to. He had the re- shit kicked out of him. He did. He's still trying to reach to Carly, but then in the end, he, he the shield gets knocked out of his hands, and Carly tries to kill him, and then Sharon ends up killing Carly. Which I don't know why in that moment Carly didn't go. Sharon's the power broker. I don't know why she didn't just do that. Uh, I'll repeat that if you didn't hear me. Just w- pretty much whisper to Sam. That Sharon was the power broker, mm-hmm. but um, but you know she just said she's sorry, and you know it's, it was it was sad, you know, you, because you could see this the sadness in Sam's face. He was really trying to help this this girl, yeah, and he understands her struggles and her fight and why she's doing what she's doing. Uh, but again, he always felt it was wrong how she was going about it. You know, he's like, you you killed what's one more person, you kill one person, you kill ten people. It's not going to help your cause. Yeah. 
And then we get to, honestly, it was my favorite part of the entire episode. You see uh, Sam holding Carly's body, coming down the wings, and the press is like, oh my God, are you are you winning the new Captain America? Are you Captain Falcon? Like we talked about a little bit earlier. And then Sam is talking to the GRC, uh, some GRC representatives and the U.S. senator that's a part of it. And he's saying how, like, you have, like, these terrorists are, will not be dealt with anyone. They don't call them terrorists. Like, what do you want us to call them? Yeah, this, like, this is the best. This, this was how... <laughs> how Probably no, one of the best speeches in Marvel history. I think so, too. I, I love this. So this, this might have been, like, my favorite thing Anthony Mackie has ever done in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And how this makes so much more sense than anything going on in our real world of politics and people who need help and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He hit the nail right on the head. He said things along the lines like, you know, we can't be labeling people and judging people without knowing why they're doing what they're doing in the first place. These, you know, these terms of refugees, terrorists, thugs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're quick to judge people, but we don't ask the question why. Why is it that they're doing what they're doing? You know, he's like, you got to do better, Senator. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm paraphrasing a lot of the stuff that he said because I can't remember everything. But, you know, he said, you 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 control the banks. You can you can save a country from hunger with an email or a phone call. Mm-hmm. You have the power to do all these things. And when you make these decisions for these for these people, are those people in the room with you or are they just more people like yourself? Yeah, he's and, totally correct. And I'm thinking to myself, we need Anthony Mackie to t- to talk to the people in Washington, yeah, or whoever's writing for him. I mean, Jesus Christ, that was amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. But isn't it crazy how like he made more, like he made because he was saying now we have a common struggle. You know, all these people who were gone and mm-hmm. now we're all and they came back after five years that you know we have a common struggle now. We never yep. had that yep. before. He's like, and and this like this girl died trying to stop all of you, and no one has b- bothered to ask the question as to why. It yeah. doesn't matter, it, because it doesn't matter if a crazy mad titan, a god in Thanos, mm-hmm. or another Carly, comes back and tries to stop you. And believe me, you don't want to see two point yeah. You got to do better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's it. How many count? How many amazing speeches have we seen Steve Rogers have in the MCU? Oh, like every mo- five minutes, motivating the Avengers, motivate like, like I think like that scene with Sam just telling and the whole world is watching him, telling those senators, telling those people that you got to do better. Like that scene is very reminiscent to me of when Steve Rogers gets on the loudspeaker in Winter Soldier and is telling and telling everybody about how Hydra is infiltrated Shield. Yeah, like pound for pound, like those are two of the best. I think two of the best uh, scenes of of dialogue in the entire MCU. Yep, powerful, powerful stuff. You know, I'm gonna rewatch that tonight just because you reminded me of that I'm gonna watch. Oh, that's of that um, movie. Oh yeah, dude. I've been rewatching. I'm gonna rewatch Winter Soldier tonight. <laughs> I got. I mean, I got so many vibes from the Winter Soldier movie from this show. Yeah, but there is, um, you know. After seeing all this, you know, and then you see I Bucky. Remember, oh my God! I remember oh, go when ahead. Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. I remember when Winter Soldier came out, and I mm. we saw that the Winter Soldier was Bucky. You freak out? Yeah. I, I was like, Whoa. I mean, <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was Bucky already, but it was still a thing of just like, oh shit! I'm like, 
oh wait a minute he yeah, looks it, dope <laughs> <laughs> he looks awesome yeah. so yeah i was yeah, the original I was, winter soldier costume was cool actually do you remember the vest that the original winter soldier was wearing and yeah. when he had like the silver arm and mm-hmm. he had like it was like stuff going across his like chest and horizontal yeah 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 lines. i remember i remember kind of looks like john walker's chest right a little bit, right? A little bit, and you know, the, one of my favorite scenes of this of this episode was uh, when when uh, Sam's walking over there to check on Sharon. He bumps in the Bucky first, and he's just like, "Yeah, sorry, I was texting and all the whole thing. All I heard was a black guy in stars and stripes." <laughs> yeah, that, was that the is the part. other. That is the other big thing that I failed to mention. And he go Sam goes to that center and says, "What don't I understand?" I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes, and I know there are millions of people right now who are hating me just because I'm wearing these. That's right. And you know what? Props to excuse me to Sam Wilson. We've been drinking. Yeah, a little bit. I've been having a couple beers. Uh, to Anthony Mackie, you know, I think he's done an amazing job. Uh, you know, and that little nod of respect that Walker and Sam give each other. If Walker's just like, you know what, he is Captain America. He deserves to be Captain yep, America. Yep. You know, go. It's just in his in his face of how he was looking at Sam was just like, yeah, you deserve it. Well, in Sam's defense, John Walker beheaded somebody on a fountain mm-hmm. with the Captain America shield. I think. Are we gonna forget about that? Actually, I mean, no. They handled it right away. Yeah. In the next episode, you know, yeah, he yeah, he's like, you know, you're other than honorably discharged and, you know, no ben- and they got removed his benefits. So he didn't do That's j- fucked up. It bro. is. He didn't do jail time, but they had to punish him somehow. You did kill like the him. The U.S. government has definitely done way worse shit. Yeah. Look at Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. And he's he's John Walker got fucked up because he beheaded like. They count like the enemy, I guess. You know, I, I mean? guess, but that was the thing. Like John it, Walker sees it as a mission. Yeah, right? but again, the super soldiers here made him go nuts. Yeah, it's true. But at the same time, you know, there is one thing from the previous episode I do want to go back and talk about. If we okay. don't talk about anything else, let's do it. And it's that opening fight scene from episode five. Oh, I think that was the best fight scene in this entire show. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely amazing bad ass like walker ripping the falcon wings right off mm-hmm. of sam like you know them breaking walker's arm to get the shield off take like sam having the shield hey, and no then... recovery time on that what do you mean i didn't see his arm in a cast at all he did have his arm in a cast did he yeah he had it in his arm in the cast in the when I they were during much. his tr- during his hearing i bugged too much yeah you bugged too much <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, but you know, them, and then I think it was Bucky who held. Yeah, it was Bucky who picked up Walker, held him like a baseball bat, oh, yeah. and whacked him as Sam held the shield. Oh, that's right. It was the fight was so great. He's like, he killed Lamar. He's like, he didn't kill Lamar, John. You know, it was such a impactful, great scene. And Walker's like, I am Captain America, yeah, going yeah. all fucking crazy. You know, I if there's anything we need to talk about with episode five, that is the best thing. And I think that was the best fight scene of the entire movie, like uh, movie of, of the series. I got so much vibes from when Bucky and Steve fought Tony Stark in Civil War. Oh, yeah. And then Sam and Bucky. Now it's Sam and Bucky versus John Walker. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it was so parallel. I think even the music was similar. I think they used some of the similar tracks from Civil Probably. War into this, into this, into this fight. But you know, it was similar to like you know when Steve dropped the shield for, for um, 
for Tony where he's like, you know, belong that shield's belong to you. My father made that shield, and then Bucky bringing the shield over to Sam, dropping it in front of him, and then the first the first thing Sam does, he's got tears in his eyes, and he's trying to wipe off the blood of the guy who Walker killed. Yeah, right. Because tarnishing the legacy of Captain America, and it breaks Sam's heart. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's a few more other things we need to get into to episode six. So now Sam went to go visit Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. And you see Eli Bradley going, "What you want, Black Falcon? Hey, you need to learn some manners, kid." And I love that. <laughs> I love when Isaiah Bradley comes from behind. He's like, "He ain't a Falcon no more, but he sure as hell still black." <laughs> I loved Isaiah Bradley in this yeah. whole show. He was fantastic. Yeah, they picked a good character, like a good actor for that. Wait, uh, isn't so the um. Who's the who's the kid again? What's the kid's name? Eli Bradley. That would be uh, Isaiah Bradley's grandson, and mm-hmm. he becomes Patriot in the comics. In the, he becomes Patriot. Pa- Patriot. He's a young Avenger. Okay. What's his power? He doesn't really have powers. I mean, in his story, he actually like says he inherited his grandfather's super soldier serum, and he was born with it. But really, he wasn't. He was taking like pretty much steroid pills. Oh, they sure. weren't steroid pills, but they were like you know enhancers. And Wiccan, actually, Billy Maximoff, Wanda, Wanda Maximoff's son, uh, he discovers uh, Eli Patriot doing this to the point where I think he had, because he had no superpowers and he was with the Young Avengers and he wanted to prove that he could hang with the Young Avengers and then Wiccan finds it out and then he goes nuts and then they were able to, I think, give a portion of like his grandfather's blood because Isaiah was still alive. Oh, wow. And they were able to give him the super soldier serum his grandfather has. I, I If I'm not mistaken, that's what that's happened in the cool. comics. So, But yeah, so he does become a super soldier. I like that he's a patriot. Yeah. But that's what... I mean, they, they're setting up stuff for the Young Avengers as years go on, you know. Oh, with, are they? You know, with Billy and, oh, Billy and Tommy and then, you know, Isaiah... Bra- uh, Eli Bradley. Yeah, but aren't those kids gone? Wanda's kids are gone. Well, I mean, at the end of WandaVision, when we heard their voices, that could be them or that could be a trick from Mephisto. We don't know. That's that's going to be a whole other thing for another day because there's so much shit, more shit we have to get into. Yeah, chill with Mephisto for now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't show up in WandaVision like I thought he would. But um, so, you know, he goes over and Isaiah's talking to him. He's like, you know, you got a lot of challenges ahead of you, Sam. But you're a, but but hell, we got a black Captain America. Sam's like, you're damn right. So. Sam says he wanted to show Elijah something, uh, it, Isaiah something. Oh yeah, this is awesome. They go over to the Captain America monument uh, section of the Masonia Museum, and they go to a little corner, and there's a golden statue of Isaiah Bradley in his uniform, and they're giving a there's a plaque and a golden statue, and Isaiah is just stunned, and Sam just goes, "Now they will never forget what you have done for this country," mm-hmm. and Isaiah is just he's. He's emotional. He just gives Sam the biggest hug. Because in the previous episode, he explained his story. He explained that he pretty much did what Steve Rogers did in the first Captain America movie. And he got tortured. And he got punished. And they put his ass, like he said, in for 30 years. The The way he got out is he said there was a nurse who took pity on him. Who took care of Who said, pronounced me dead. And I was able to escape. Yes. And that's how he was able to do it. Sam said they wanted to do something. He's like, I'd. Re-, he's like, because there's another powerful line Isaiah Bradley gave before Sam finally accepted being Captain America. He said, 
they will never let a black man be Captain America, and no self-respecting black Yo, man would ever even hold that shield. Sam just said, I'm fucking Captain America. The, the U.S. government never fucking said that he could be Captain America. They the, fucking, he just fucking said, motherfucker, I am Captain America. Steve Rogers never, was never told that, that the government made him Captain America. That's fucking right, too. Exactly. Well, actually, in the 40s, they did. Well, I mean, he was a Captain America was never meant to be like a superhero. Yeah, he was just supposed to be a poster boy to sell yeah, war bonds. Yeah, exactly. But after he did what he did and saved Bucky and and his yeah. battalion, well, they tried. They tried like they're like, oh, now you're now you're a, a, a celebrity. You don't have to fight anymore. But then Steve Rogers was like, no, that would be a waste of my life. I I mean, I have the super soldier serum for a fucking mm-hmm. reason. I'm here. I wanted to be in the army in the first place. Yeah. You remember that scene when he's in the bar and he's drinking and Agent Carter comes in, but he's been like, like the under, like it's said, and like, I don't think anybody picked up on it, but he's like, I've been drinking for like six hours and I'm not drunk. And he's like, oh, it's after Bucky, Bucky quote unquote died. He thought Bucky died. And he just kept fucking like pounding whiskey and he's like, well, can't get drunk. Yeah. He's, he, he gives the technical terms for it. He's like, but, uh, in plain English, I, uh, can't get drunk. I mean, that's why he drank that special, like, liquor Thor had, and Thor gave it to Steve because he knows Steve can't get drunk. Yeah. Like, this is only for, this is aged for thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only, love Thor. Only, only the finest, only the strongest can can drink it from the, uh, whatever he said of Asgard. And then yeah, comes yeah, Stanley. Yeah. listen, Junior, I, yeah, yeah. I fought in Viet. I fought in Vietnam. I can handle this. Very well. Excelsior Stanley yeah, Stanley's Excelsior. Stanley's all fucked up and his <laughs> and his and his veteran buddies are just they're all standing there frozen. Yeah. One's standing there with a shot, the other's passed out on the bar, the other doesn't know what the fuck he is. Like <laughs> yeah. that was oh man, that's an underrated Thor the, Thor had me pissing my pants like the whole movie. Just the first one though. I mean Thor Ragnarok had me pissing too. Thor Dark World we could forget about. Yeah, you know, I was actually rewatching the first Thor movie uh, sometime last week. I always say I don't like the first two Thor movies, but you know what? The first Thor movie is not as bad as I remember it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it has a lot of comedy in it, like when he's in the when he's in the coffee shop. Yeah, and he's like, "This drink is good. Bring me another!" And he fucking smashes the coffee cup, <laughs> and then he like walks into the pet store, and he's yeah. like, "I he's need like, a horse. I need a horse." And, right? And uh, like, we don't have horses. He's like, "Well, bring me one large enough to ride." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, Chris Hemsworth's great. He's so great. Oh man, did you see that 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 thing on Facebook where he crashes a, like a weather reporter's? Uh, no, like, what? Like yeah, like a weather like he just so happened to stumble upon like a news team doing a weather report in a park. That's awesome. And I think it was in Australia, and he like yeah, he's, he's Australian. He's That's like he, he, he walked up and he's like, I'm Chris Hemsworth. I'm taking this over now. This is my weather cast. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, it's very nice today. Chance of thaw. You know, you know, Chance it's four. <laughs> I gotta find that one. This is over. Oh man! But overall, though, uh, I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This was a this was a home run. Now at the end of the oh yeah at, at, at the end of the credits, Dude. we saw Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Better than Wandavision, I think. Jo- so just because we have an official new Cap, we always had Wanda and Vision, but now we have a White Vision. But the thing who's in limbo, but. But... but the thing is, though, is that Wanda finally becomes a Scarlet Witch. True. Sam finally becomes Captain America. True. They did establish 
both of these characters to to play potential Dude, big roles in the future. I know it's like so far off and probably never going to happen, but do you know what I would give to see Hugh Jackman in with the Avengers? I know. As Wolverine. I know, and that's the thing though. I was actually talking to like, uh that is, not for nothing, but like there's like a hole in the fence. I know. And it's Wolverine. I know. I was talking to my stepsister's fiance uh, over the weekend. We were hanging out with them. And we were talking about the possibility, like, you know, they could bring in some of these other actors with the whole thing with the multiverse. I mean, they're bringing back Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx for the new Spider-Man movie. So, theoretically, you could bring back Hugh Jackman if he wants to do it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is coming back as Deadpool. You could bring back, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Ian McKellen or Fassbender. You could bring back James McAvoy or Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, whichever Mm -hmm. we want to do. So... The whole realm, like with now entering this whole multiverse thing, they don't necessarily have to recast everybody, but it's overall if Hugh Jackman wants to do it. Because if Hugh Jackman doesn't want to do it, then... It's all for nothing. It's, yeah. But those are going to be really, really big shoes to fill. I would like a prequel to Logan. A prequel? I need more Old Man Logan. I know, but Old Man Logan was amazing. It was... I I we should always be happy for what we got. I I know Deadpool was amazing. Yes, it first, was. The first Deadpool is obviously better than the second Deadpool. Yeah, but second Deadpool's good. It's good, but just, the first just not but the first. Doesn't beat the first though. No. Out of R-rated Marvel films, and I think there's only two. Logan wins. Well, isn't Deadpool two? That's R two. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So Fine, three. So so three. Yeah, Marvel associated at the very least. Mm-hmm. There's no MCU movies that are rated R. No, not yet, at least. Not yet. I don't know. They. I don't think they do a rated R movie though. Just give me Old Man Logan again. Ah, we'll, we'll see. We'll get. I want to see him fucking do the liquid cocaine and fucking kill ten, <laughs> like ten thousand people. All right. Well, there's other things we need to get into, and we're running at we're we're halfway through this podcast already because the big thing coming out of this episode is that there's a Captain America four in the works. Yes. So. Yes. So here is the article I have in front of me. Sam and Bucky shall return. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Spellman is picking up Captain America's shield once again. The head writer and creator of Disney Plus's Marvel's The Falcon and Winter Soldier is developing a fourth installment of the Captain America film franchise for Marvel Studios. Yes. Spellman will co-write the script with Dallin Moosen, uh, or Dallin, Delane, whatever, Mousson. A staff writer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. No casting for the project is officially known, but Friday's episode offers plenty of road for the feature to take up. Until Up until this point, Chris Hemsworth has played Captain America via Steve Rogers' character, appearing in the trio solo, Avengers move, solo movies, Avengers outings, and uh, assorted other Marvel films. And the question is, and the question of who is entitled to carry the shield or be Captain America was central to the show. The feature is likely to continue the story of Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie, and the current wielder of the shield, but as writers get to work, it will be interesting to see how the story unfolds, and there will be multiple people who have seen Captain America in America's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No director is attached, and Evans' involvement slash return remains unconfirmed. Marvel was tight-lipped as usual. So, as we see here, there is plans for a fourth Captain America movie. I remember when I saw the title Captain America and the Winter Soldier, that was the big thing there. Like it set up a movie or potentially a second season or potential or technically a new show. I think we're going to get I think we're going to get We're definitely getting a movie. 
It's it's in the yeah. works, so we're definitely getting a movie. We're definitely going to get the movie. We're definitely going to get another season. I would love to see another season. I think so, because here's this is what I want you to remind me about before. Oh, yeah? Okay, so we have we have uh, Agent Carter. Uh, Which there's other things we've got to talk about Agent Carter, too, real yeah. quickly. But let's we get have, to this first. We have first. Agent Carter as the power broker. She could be the villain in the next season. Zemo. Now, now that she's back with the U.S. government. So could Zemo. But... I think Zemo is a bigger villain and deserves movie title. Yes, absolutely. As the Baron? He's Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo, yeah. So we saw him with the mask in the series, mm-hmm. right? I see that because Zemo wasn't there for the whole series. I think Zemo was there for a couple episodes and played large roles in those episodes. Yeah. But since Carter became Power Broker and was there all the way to the end, main show villain, Power Broker main movie villain with movie like like big villain title mm-hmm. we're gonna get baron zemo as a villain in the movie I'm just i think call, so i'm calling it now i think so i mean i'm excited for it yeah. i'm excited for i want it. more i want more i want more winter soldier content with with the new captain america yeah i want him in there but i also want to see bucky and black panther too oh yeah bucky because we had all those wakandan connections throughout the show i would i think it's very possible we could see sebastian stan in uh in uh, Black Panther 2, there are two other things that we didn't mention about with the last episode, and that's with, um, you know, Val, Contessa, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. Elaine from Seinfeld. She has now made John Walker U.S. agent. Now, I said from the very beginning of this podcast that his Captain America outfit looks just like the U.S. agent Captain America suit, and it pretty much is. Like, just like Sam's uh, Captain America outfit in the comics, John Walker's U.S. agent costume looks just like it is in the comics. He said, you know, things are about to get a little weird, and we're not going to need a Captain America. We're going to need a U.S. agent. Yeah. <laughs> so Dude, I'm just happy he's a good guy still. I mean, he... I thought he was going to be a villain. Wyatt Russell... Well, John Walker, he... He's a bit of an anti-hero. He kind of walks that fine line, you know. He he could go crazy, as we've seen, but he could be a good guy. You know, he's worked with the Thunderbolts. He's worked with the Dark Avengers. He's worked with the regular regular Avengers. You know, so there's a lot we could do with John Walker, you know. So now that John Walker is officially dubbed the U.S. agent, where do you think we're going to see him lead in the, the future of the MCU? Two possible things can happen. Uh, if we get TV shows, we're definitely going to see him all over the place. He might get his own fucking TV show because he's Wyatt Russell. And uh, what else? I think we're going to see him pop up in the movie. He very well could pop up in the uh, Captain America 4. He is a movie actor. Right? Like actors have, like there's television actors and then there's movie actors. Wyatt Russell is a movie actor. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if he's been on a bunch of shows. I don't think he has because I know him from movies. I only ever saw him in 22 Jump Street. There you go. That's what I knew him from. And that's why when I was watching Captain America, Falcon the Winter Soldier, I'm like, why is he so familiar? I had to go on IMDb. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in 22 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I knew him from. He's a movie He's a movie guy. So I think he's either going to get his own show or he's going to be – he's going to have like a part in the movie. Dude – Maybe Baron Zemo shows up, right? And he's like got this fucking force. Like maybe he has more than one uh, supervillain with him. You know what I mean? I'm and, thinking. And they need, they need juiced up Wyatt. 
to fucking come over. I think we need. Uh, I think this whole thing is either going to lead to like a Dark Avengers thing or a Thunderbolts thing, where we get Wyatt Russell. You know, we need him, and then maybe he tries to go on these missions, and maybe Val Contessa. She's just like. You know, we need more people on his side. We need to get more What people. if Val is the next Sam Jackson? It, that's what I'm thinking. Or she, like she's a minor Sam Jackson I'm where thinking, she assembles I'm the think, teen I'm team. I'm thinking she is possibly the one to kind of assemble the Thunderbolts yeah. or yeah. or the Dark of or Dark Avengers, whatever the case may be. Because, you know, we've talked about Taskmaster being a part yeah. of this potential Thunderbolts oh, thing. That's right. Taskmaster, John Walker, John Walker US agent. Well, it you know. all depends on how Black Widow ends. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty... He's a villain right now. Well, yeah. I'm thinking it's possible that there was a rumor that she was supposed to be in Black Widow. And remember, the timeline of this thing is that Black Widow was supposed to come first, and then we'd see her. Yeah. So, But with COVID, you know, it kind of switched things yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. But it's possible we could oh, see her in Black Widow. Do you have Amazon Prime Video? I do. Okay. There's a show you need to watch. There's only one season of it. Mm. It has nothing to do with Marvel. has nothing to do with Disney. But it's a superhero cartoon. It's called Invincible. I've seen clips of that. It is. It looks really good. It's an R-rated show. It's fucking awesome. I gotta check that out. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna do one spoiler for you. Okay. It's one spoiler. And it's a major part of the show. I mean, do I want to hear it? It's going to make you want to watch the show. Okay. All right. There's like, essentially, it's like, it's like they took Justice League characters and Marvel characters and like did Wish.com versions of them. (laughs) And it's not like, it's not like they're downplayed in power or anything. Mm -hmm. Like they're just as fucking powerful Mm -hmm. as, as any superhero would be. And then there's like the one Superman who doesn't want to be a part yeah. of the fucking Justice yeah. League or the Avengers, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call like the head honcho super team. But then you have like it's like a it's like a whole it's like a whole world of superheroes. And there's like little teams, there's like minor superhero teams, like you have like the teen team and then you have like the fucking Avengers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like this guy who is like the Superman equivalent he even comes from another fucking planet, and he like looks like a regular human, yeah. and he's got all Superman's powers. He like kills the whole fucking Justice League. Jesus Christ! Like he just shows up and, but like when he kills them, it's brutal. Like you know how when Hulk takes Loki and fucking throws him back and yeah, forth yeah, and yeah. slams him to the ground, this guy does that in this show. This sounds like some like. I I've never seen all of Game of Thrones, but it sounds it's like some, some red wedding. Yeah, shit. I was gonna say red wedding. Like I know, but like even worse than that. Even worse than that. I'm telling Damn. you, this guy takes one of the Justice League people, and does the low key thing, and then like on the final slap, the upper half of the body like explodes and it's just guts everywhere. Holy and shit! And like the other superheroes that are check st- this out. that are like still fighting, they like have the blood on them, and they start to like freak out because that was their friend. I gotta watch this show. It's fucking it looks really crazy. Good. It's fucking insane, dude. Invincible. Okay, Invincible. I gotta check it out. Anyway, yeah, so Val could easily be this type of Nick Fury character where she's rambling up all these quote-unquote heroes, so to speak. We're not exactly sure what her whole thing is, but I think she's probably gonna be putting together some form of the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers together. Um, and then there's Sharon Carter. She got pardoned 
And now she spoke to someone on the phone, and now she's like, we're on the inside. We have all these government secrets. Super, super soldiers may be off the market, but we got so much more now. The question is, who was she talking to? Yeah. Who was she talking to? Now, a big theory going around is that possibly she could have been talking to Norman Osborn. That's a big one, and I lead to believe that it could be Norman Osborn because the smoke bombs that Backtruck got, the weapons that Sharon gave Backtruck to help the Flag Smashers, those little smoke bombs, there was green lighting around them, and they looked very similar to the Green Goblin bombs from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this could possibly be a way to insert Norman Osborn into the MCU. I think this is a good way because you don't... Bring back Defoe. I would love to see Willem Defoe back. Bring back Defoe. Now, I think you should bring back certain characters. I don't think everybody should be recast. I, I, But I feel like you could recast him. Kirsten Dunst can be left behind. Okay, Kirsten Dunst can be left behind. But w- would Willem Defoe want to do it? I mean... Yes. I mean, I'm sure he would. It's William fucking Defoe. I know, he's great. William Dafoe, dude. But I'm thinking you could introduce Norman Osborn into a way where we... He doesn't necessarily have to be Green Goblin right away. He could be a character who we see for a while. Like, you ever watch Gotham? No. Okay, well, in the show, Edward Digma, a.k.a. the Riddler, Riddler, he was on the Gotham police force, and when I watched the show for a while, I'm like, oh, Nygma, that's, that's, that's Riddler. I'm like... I wonder if he's going to become Riddler in the show, and eventually he does. But for like two seasons, almost two seasons, he is still a regular guy, and it's it took a while for him to go over the edge to become the Riddler. Mm-hmm. So we could see a similar thing with Norman Osborn potentially being brought into the MCU if this is Norman, if that's who she's talking to. We don't know who she's talking to, and honestly, I don't know who else to speculate as to who she could be talking to. I mean, Dude, it's not. If they bring back Defoe, they have to bring back um, Franco. James Franco. I don't know, man. No, come on. Listen, I don't want you to bring back every single character from the Spider-Man universe. Just, I just, I just, I'd rather. I can't James Franco was in that Spider-Man. I know. I'd rather. I'd honestly, I'd rather them just recast uh, Norman Osborn. Do you think James Franco regrets that role? Does he regret it? I don't know. He got pretty famous with that fucking role. Yeah. I would say so. They kind of like I, put him on the map. That's how I knew who James Franco was. Not because of these shitty stoner movies he did, because of he was Harry Osborn in Spider-Man movies. That's true. You're right. That's how I knew who James Franco was. That's right. You know, that's gave a, a lot of fame. I mean, when you're associated with a big brand like that, you're going to... Did gonna... you ever sh- watch that show Freaks and Geeks? No. It was like a... You know what? I really don't know, even know where to place the making of that show. It was probably made in the early 2000s, but it was like... He set, was in it? It was set in the 80s, yeah. Okay. And he was like a teenager. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but overall, though, there, this show... Uh, um, who else? Uh, Jason Siegel. He was in that show, too? He was also in Freaks and Geeks, yeah. And and the main character is this girl. I can't remember what she's from. What the fuck is she from? Well, hold your thoughts on that, because there's a few more things we need to get to before this Sorry. podcast is over. It's all right. It's fine to ramble, but we have a stack things of things we need. The next thing I think we should talk about is that uh, with the next Marvel show that's coming up is Loki. 
And Marvel, oh, ap- yeah. and Marvel apparently wants to do three seasons of Loki. Give it to me. Give me four. Give me five. Give, give me, me six. all. Give me all the Tom Hiddleston as Loki as much as, as, I can as get. much as you want, Marvel. We will take it. I don't even want him to play anything else. It's just going to be Loki in different places. So this like is, he does a rom com. It's just going to be Loki. So this is the this is the report from the article that I see. Per a recent report, from what we know about Loki, so far we already see how it might become an ongoing show and not just a standalone limited series like the others. WandaVision and Falcon were essentially origin stories for their uh, titular heroes. T-I-T-U-L-A-R. I'm a shit speller. It's a shit reader. Heroes, and so they had a conclusive ending to reach. That's not the case with Loki, though. With the character forced to work for the time uh, variance authority, fixing temporal anomalies, that's a uh, premise similar to Doctor Who and the Legends of Tomorrow that can support multiple seasons. Now, that makes sense. You could theoretically do this for a while with Loki because... He jumps around. Yeah, and time is relative... As Einstein says, and at, in this show. So what they're basically telling us is that the space from when he took the Tesseract that fell out of the briefcase, mm-hmm. that could be endless. It very well could be. It could continue for for a while. I mean, that makes sense what this report is saying. And I mentioned it before. Scarlet Witch and Cap- Sam Wilson, Captain America, these were their origin stories of becoming these characters. And now this is them to set up for bigger and bigger and better things in the MCU. Yes, Loki, sir. Loki's already an established character. And an established god. Yeah, and we could see more of him in the MCU. This isn't necessarily... We don't need an introduction to him. This is just Tom Hiddleston being Loki. And we already know who Loki is. We love Loki, and we love he's going to be fucking around with time and shit. No, I th- be really, they're not going to do it. It would be really funny if those like those sausage, ugly-ass-looking things from Rick and Morty come in. Like, you don't, oh, mess, yeah. you, you don't fuck with time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be really great if like, Loki just comes in like, I can mess with time. But well, we are going to get the time he, police, essentially. Yeah, we are getting the time police. And Owen Wilson is the is the head of that division. I, I love that. I love it so much. We talked about it a while ago. We said, like, I think if you're any big name, you know, you're eventually going to get into these films. Owen Wilson, like... You can't mess with time. You literally stab people, you know, 50 times in the back. Wow. I'll never, I'll never do it again. Wow. Wow. Wow, you really think I'm going to believe that? You think wow. I'm going to believe that? No fucking way, pal. Wow. <laughs> fucking Owen Wilson. I can't wait. I'm. You know what I think? I want to see them get into like a fucking like a match th- where they, compl- they like... Uh, they, like, insult each other, and yeah. I want to hear Tom Hiddleston be like, well, you have a big nose. And then I want to hear Owen Wilson be like, well, yours is bigger. Wow. <laughs> and then Loki, wow. and then Loki says, wow. Yeah, yeah, and then, wow, that was original. <laughs> I really can't, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to do, like, a whole thing where, like, where they're going to make us wait to have Owen Wilson say wow, whereas, you know, like, they made us, like, they made, made us wait where Steve Rogers said Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to get that. Or it could be a thing of like Back to the Future, where like, damn, this is heavy, or like, uh, Great Scott, and then the roles are reversed yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point with Loki, and I don't fucking know. I'm just waiting. Loki's probably gonna say wow. Yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. Is, Loki's probably gonna say wow. 
<laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be... Um, okay, the few other things we do need to get into. Uh, let's shit on somebody right now. Ryan Johnson says he's dying. Fuck him. He's and dying to direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm dying to put Fuck. a bullet in his head. You can go ahead and die, Ryan Johnson, because you're not going anywhere near The Mandalorian. See you later. No, thank you, sir. No. I'm not actually going to try to kill Ryan Johnson. Disclaimer. No, we're, no, we're not going to try and kill Ryan Johnson. But, but we, he, he should be lynched. But he... <laughs> <laughs> he should go Lynch that motherfucker he should go nowhere <laughs> near the Mandalorian he already fucked up Star Wars there should be a enough. restraining order on him and the whole studio mm-hmm. fuck you Ryan it Johnson. should be John Favreau and Dave Filoni saying don't they should be allowed think. to piss on his face <laughs> without without any problem they should have Rosario Dawson go over and beat the fuck out of him with lightsabers perfect just have him do That'd that be, can we record that it'd be hot <laughs> just because she's with Jerry Dawson yeah Jerry Dawson's great yeah, yeah but I think we're all in agreement what is the actress that plays Gamora Zoe or Zoe Zeldana oh <laughs> I love her too she's great she's so great you ever see her in Colombiana no oh fuck <laughs> dude she's like an assassin I know the movie I just never seen it uh, and she tries to like you know, be with this nice guy who, like, has no idea she's an assassin. Oh, okay. All right, and I got she, you. like, stands him up because she has to murder, like, a Colombian cartel boss or something like that. Oh, Jesus. All right, I got to check that out. But, yeah, we we, we do not want Ryan Johnson going anywhere yeah. Fuck him. near no more The Mandalorian. We, we, yeah, well, he didn't cause Jar Jar Banks, but we have George Lucas to thank for that. Thank that Jesus. was his contribution? George Lucas directed all three of the prequels. I thought Ryan Johnson did. No, Ryan Johnson didn't get involved until the, to my knowledge, Last Jedi. What? If Ryan Johnson did create Jar Jar Binks, I am going to lose my shit. What? I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, George Lucas. You go on Google, it's George Lucas. What the fuck? It's George Lucas. God? Yes. George Lucas isn't perfect. He's not perfect. Listen, fuck Jar Jar Binks. Fucking clear now. Yeah, listen. I remember that meme, by the way, from when, Fred, from when Fred was on the is show. Is he a rabbit? Is he a lizard? Is the, he a duck? The meme where it says, would you rather sound like Jar Jar Binks or, or look like Jar Jar Binks? And the thing is, no, you can't kill yourself. Here's the loophole. I'll just kill Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I'll just kill Jar Jar Binks. I don't need to look like him or sound like him. I'll just kill. I, and I'm not going to kill myself. That's a waste of my life. Fuck yeah. I'm giving the galaxy a blessing by killing that fucking The Gungans idiot. didn't even want him. Exactly. So fuck them. Gungans were dope. I know. They are dope. You know what else is dope? Ghost Rider. I like... Yeah. <laughs> is... Listen, I liked the first Ghost Rider with it wasn't. Cage. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Who was that woman that was in that movie? Ooh, that was... Um... Was it Eva Longoria? No, no, no. I no. always think that's her name, but it's not. Eva Longoria is also fucking smoking. She's a black-haired beauty. Ghost Rider. Look at the movie. Uh, Ava Mendez. Oh, oh, man. I had a big crush. <laughs> I had a big crush on Ava Mendez as a kid. Here's this one day. Oh. And then she'll be sure to never come. Oh, these fucking freaks. Um, that one guy's really obsessed with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talk about Ghost Rider because apparently Kevin Flaggy is looking at Zack Snyder 
to reboot the Ghost Rider franchise. I wonder if character. Well, there's an interesting concept art, believe it or not, as with Keanu Reeves here as the Ghost as, Rider. I would love that because Keanu Reeves is super into motorcycles. He actually owns his own motorcycle brand. Did you know this? No, I didn't. He thought, well, it's not like entirely his, like he's got partners, but I'm trying to remember the name of it. Anyway, they're super, super dope. Look, all you got to do is look up Keanu Reeves' motorcycle. I know he he plays bass and he has a custom Matrix bass that he has. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, it's called Arc. Arc? Okay. A-R-C-H, Arc. So here's the article I have in front of me. For many years now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has run with the same playbook time and time again and usually gets great success. But Kevin Feige, Feige and, and co. have still done a have still done a good job of mixing things up. Be Captain America the Winter Soldier, political intrigue, Spider-Man Homecoming's high school shenanigans, or Ant-Man's breezy heist capers. There's been every variety to keep things interesting. And that'll continue for a while, yet as Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, we'll get into that in a little bit, we'll dive headfirst in martial arts territory. Thor Love and Thunder will look like to be a Flash Gordon with a massive budget. And Doctor <laughs> Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is is well we're not sure what exactly it's going to be except that it's absolutely wild it seems through that the marvel may be branching into darker territory quite soon as its tipster mikey Sutton claims that the mcu's ghostwriter reboot is picking up steam and the studio even has a director in mind already wow fresh off of the dive into the genre of the amy army of the dead Sutton says that feige and his team have now uh, now have Zack Snyder in their sights. The director is hotter than ever at the moment, thanks to the aforementioned Netflix pick, which has huge amount of hype building as quickly approaches the release next month. While Snyder, the Snyder cut of the Justice League went down very well, just above just about everyone. As much uh, as such, it makes sense. The Marvel is looking to rope him in. Uh, Sutton Sutton explains that Snyder hasn't been contacted yet. There are obviously no guarantees he'd been. Uh, he's been interested given which is expressed the last time he helmed a big budget comic book blockbuster. Still, he'd be a hugely exciting choice to direct Ghost Rider, the Ghost Rider project, and we look forward to hearing more about Marvel's plans as they continue to shape up, courtesy of We Got This Covered. Now, Zack Snyder's a very good director. Yeah. And the overall tone of these of the Snyder remake of the Justice League, I didn't see it, but looking at clips and pictures... I think he. I mean, person. I mean, I do want to catch it at one point because the first. I heard this is much better than the than the first Justice League movie. Really? Yeah, I heard it was really really well done, but it's four hours long, and that's a long. That's four hours. Well, I you know. know what? He had to clean up a big mess. He did. He really did. So credit to him. Um, but I'm all for this. I'm all for Zack Snyder directing Ghost Rider. And I don't know if I mean Feige. Has, this is going to be an MCU person. Ghost Rider. I know he's a Mar- I know he's Marvel, but. He's gonna be in look, the if MCU. It's Mar- look, if it's Marvel, it's MCU, and people and Foggy has has not been shy. Go- shy Ghost Rider is gonna be a movie. Yeah, it'd be a movie. Ghost Rider, like Foggy, is not shy to say of how much he has wanted. Excuse me, uh, Keanu Reeves in the MCU, and there's many characters he's been rumored to play: Adam Warlock, Moon Knight, and now this new concept with uh, Ghost Rider. Well, I'll tell you what. It could be really cool. If Zack Snyder tries to fuck it up, the Marvel will be like, all right, 
we're just going to postpone this until it's the right way. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, I'm for it. I'm for yeah, it. Give it a shot. I'll still watch Nick Cage, though. Yeah, but I mean, like... Only I, the first one, not the one where he's like... <laughs> I mean, the trailers... For, I've never seen the second one, but the trailers were... Don't so, ever watch the second they just, one. They just look like really, really bad action movies. It looks like a really, really bad action movie. The first one's pretty cool because... No, I mean, I've seen the first one. It's been years, yeah. but I've seen the first one. The first one was pretty cool because there was, like, the previous Ghost Rider was still around. Yeah, that's... Fuck, I know his name, too. And he fucking rides a horse. Yeah, it's like an old Western and the modern goes... You see, I didn't mind... He's like, animals. I lived for a hundred years. I've seen the old West. I've seen everything, Johnny, and you have no idea what I've been through. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like an old Western man. He was in uh, that movie with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga... Star is born. He played Bradley Cooper's older, oh. much, much older brother. Oh, really? Um, he was in that movie, too. But, hey, I mean, Ghost Rider has always been one of my favorite superheroes, and I feel like he hasn't gotten the complete justice he deserves. In the MCU, I think whoever they pick to get that character, I think will do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. And I guess to close things off with this podcast, let's talk a little bit about Shang-Chi. Yes, and the Ten Rings. yes. So, um, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, uh, we got the trailer. Trailer looks really, really dope. Uh, looks, looks like a awesome. Sha- it's a Shaolin monk who, like, apparently, like, leaves the temple and gets called back. Because mm-hmm. the whole trailer is basically, like, you can't hide who you are. It's time to become who you're meant to be or whatever. And he doesn't want to be it. Yeah, so we are supposed to get the Mandarin in this, correct? Supposedly, yes. The, appa- apparently, the guy in the trailer that's sitting below the Ten Rings signet. And he's sitting uh, on some kind of throne. Yeah, so that that he's probably he's supposed to be the Mandarin. Um, if Shang Chi, you know, I, I think this is going to be fantastic. I think this is going to be a great martial arts movie. Just as a martial arts movie, it's going to be fantastic. Because we haven't seen a martial arts esque movie in the MCU yet. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they're going to put Shang Chi into the MCU. Just in general, like. Where is he going to come into play? Are we going to get another Avengers movie? Is Shang Chi going to be in it? If, I feel like gonna... he, I feel like this is the time to really start establishing these other characters. Yeah, and I think Doctor Strange is going to bring all these people together. It's possible it could be Strange. Yeah, you know, because I, th- I feel like with the Ancient One and with Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, I feel like it's like some, it's like a spiritual connection, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Doctor Strange would have to be the one to bring him in. If not, it's a person from Doctor Strange's universe. I did really like the trailer. Um, it was very funny with that one Asian chick. I, she's been in a few different things. She's been in Crazy Rich Asians. She was recently in the most the most recent Disney release, uh, Ryan and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I wanted to see that. How was that? It was pretty good. Yeah? It's pretty good. Um, if you can wait until Disney makes it free, well... They don't charge you extra money because uh, never, ever, ever give Disney an dude, extra Dude, everybody's extra following EA's fucking business plan. I wouldn't do that. You see, I have a jailbroken fire stick. So when it came out, me and me and my girlfriend, me and Ashley watched it. No, he doesn't. Disclaimer. <laughs> don't worry, I got you, uh, Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a good it's it's a good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, the girl who plays Rose in the Star Wars movie, she does the main character's voice, Raya. Okay. Uh, it's it's just a it's a it's a nice fun little movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but <coughs> sorry, that's so good. Yeah, wrong pipe with the beer. <laughs> I'll probably keep this in there. All right, good. You're good. Benny's not dead. We're I'm good. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm back. So, 
the movie looks good. Um, I'm just really excited. If if true to be the Mandarin is going to be in here, then thank God, because we 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 fans were livid about the whole Mandarin thing with Ben Kingsley. Now, granted, I love Ben Kingsley and I think he's hilarious. And I think him as Trevor was hilarious. But you have to remember, like the Mandarin is. Iron Man's biggest villain yep. and making him more of like a terrorist was a really great way to make it more real. I'm just like, man, and then this is what they do. It sucks we won't see the Mandarin go toe-to-toe with, with Iron Man, but the Mandarin is still a big foe within the MCU. Obviously, he's someone an enemy of Shang-Chi. He's, mm-hmm. he's an enemy of Doctor Strange. So there's still a lot of other heroes that the Mandarin could go up against. The one thing I just didn't like about Iron Man was like the fact that you know Ben Kingsley like played a fool. He wasn't mm-hmm. the real Mandarin. I know that's that's the thing because I'm sure like when you heard that Ben Kingsley was gonna be playing the Mandarin, you're like, oh shit! Yeah, like this ben is gonna Kingsley. be fucking awesome. Like Ben Kingsley is fucking amazing. And actor. He, he like plays a heartless motherfucker when he plays a villain. Oh yeah, he does. You know, he's so ruthless. That's why I thought he was perfect with Mandarin. Yeah. But, like, even... <laughs> I think when Don Cheadle and Iron Man 3 is like, this is the Mandarin? That was our that was our reaction when we yeah. revealed he was Trevor. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, hey, I mean, he's coming. He's the real Mandarin's coming. It was shown in that little clip, that little Marvel short where, where Ben Kingsley was in prison. And he's like, my boss doesn't appreciate that you're impersonating him. He's like, oh, oh, who? So that was Marvel's way of saying... We're gonna make up for this. The Mandarin is here. Just give us some time, and lo and behold, time has passed, and now the Mandarin's coming into Shang Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then once we come back, we're probably gonna be either one of two things: going over Falcon Winter Soldier as a whole, or we're gonna be talking about the first episode of the Bad Batch. Depending on our schedules, depending when we get together to record. Um, we'll probably record on that Wednesday after it comes out, and then yeah, you know it'll be up. It's always by up, the end of the week or it'll whatever. Be, it'll always be up on Thursdays. Yeah. Always be up on Thursdays. At the very least, we will talk about Falcon Winter Soldier as a whole and Bad Batch. Guys, you can thank CJ for this whole fucking podcast. I'm just a voice. <laughs> I'm just here to make people laugh. Yeah, Vinny's the he's the comic relief here. Yeah. But Don't he, judge me. But he's very knowledgeable with the Marvel and the Star Wars as much as I am. I pay attention and no one listens. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and he's been my friend forever. So we obviously have to. Have, there's no other person I'd rather do this podcast with than than you, my friend. Thank you, motherfucker. Beer clank. <laughs> so overall. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to in the next few weeks, the next few months, you know. Hell yeah. Bad Batch is coming out on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Uh, you know, we're going to have about maybe eight episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode is going to be like, what, 70 minutes long? Holy fuck. I know. 70 minutes. Thank God. And I think every other episode will probably be maybe half hour or so. Okay. Or 40 minutes, something like that, I remember reading. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Bad Batch and then Loki right after that. It's going to be a fun next couple of months. Cause, Hell yeah. Because Bad Batch, Loki, and then Black Widow is coming out in July. Things are going back to the way they were, man. And yeah. I'm so excited for I'll it. I'll pay for Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. I'm, I'm, I mean, hey, I'm fully vaccinated, so I would be fine to go to the theaters and just pay for it. Oh, yeah? 
I mean, because if I'm go- if me and my girlfriend are going like the opening weekend, it'll probably cost me as much. Well, I don't know. I count to- count me in. I'll be vaccinated by then. All right. I, I mean, I don't actually. I got the first AM- stage. AMC could have really jacked up their ticket prices. Really? They could have. I don't know for sure, but you. Fuck themselves. <laughs> but because you know, like a lot of people lost money, so all right, you, well, you get it. But jacking up your prices is how you go out of business. Yeah, but it's also when you're losing money, that's what businesses do. Yeah, that's right. You know, we learned that from Newman and you know economics one on one. That's right. That's right. Patrick shout, Newman. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out to, to to Mr. Newman, our old high school teacher. Hell yeah! Hopefully you listen to this, Newman. Hopefully you enjoy us. Hopefully. This is what we've done after our our, uh, our high school years. He'll call us losers on Facebook. Yeah, he'll call us a bunch of morons. Karini yeah. and Pomisano are doing a podcast with their lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, there's a lot to look forward to. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Uh, thank you so much for holding out. We apologize for last week not being on. Vinny and I work... Uh, Hectic schedules with our daytime jobs. So, That's but we but we appreciate all the feedback we get. We appreciate all of the of the uh, you know messages that we've got. You some of you guys have sent us the reviews. You guys have written us. Uh, we really really appreciate it, and uh, we're just glad you guys are on this ride with us. Hell yeah! Uh, please be sure to be following us on Instagram at fan spec uh, uh, fan speculation underscore pod. Uh, please be sure you can follow. Uh, we don't have a Twitter page yet, but I will make a Twitter page very soon. Uh, please be sure to also, if you like wrestling, go listen to the Not of the Wrestling podcast on all the other podcast formats, just like this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, and Hollow Heroes, my band, on Spotify, Apple Music, on YouTube. Hell yeah. We got some new songs coming up very soon in the near future. We are awaiting final mixes for two of our latest songs we will be releasing. So thank you guys all so much. Um, we want you guys to interact with us on Instagram, and we're going to be putting some posts out. What do you think is going to happen for Bad Batch? What do you think is going to happen for Loki, Shang-Chi, all this fun stuff that's coming out? Anyway, so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I've been CJ Palmasano. I'm Vinny Carini. Thank you so much. See you next time.